Hey there, dirty boy or bad girl. You're about to listen to another sexy episode of Video Dread, but this one's a little different. It's a newer episode, so if you don't want any spoilers, keep your clothes on, but turn this episode off. Why do we do it? Why do we watch horror films and read horror novels and play horror video games? Stick around. Welcome back, everybody, to Video Dread Podcast. It's <laughs> <laughs> <was> really fast. <laughs> Welcome back, everybody, to Video Dread Podcast. Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. We have a humdinger of a movie for you this time. It's Dustin's pick. Dustin, what did you pick this time, you I old so-and-so? Do it. Say it. I picked X, the new A24 Ty West film. I know I stole some of what you were going to say. Uh, well, that's it. This is over. <laughs> um, I'm done. I saw it uh, the weekend it came out in theaters, which anybody listening to this, if you haven't yet, it's still in theaters. Go watch it. And it's also streaming on Prime. You have to pay for it. But, you know. 20 fucking dollars. 20 dollars. I mean, it's in theaters still. You can sit at home and watch it at home and spend 20 bucks, or you can go to the movies and spend 20 bucks and see it. I vote that. you go to the movies and spend that money. But whichever way, watch it uh, any way you can. I love this movie a lot. Just rewatched it right before I came here, so it should it's pretty fresh on my brain. It has a really prolific cast, in my opinion. Mia Goth, which uh, horror fans will know her from. Well, just Nymphomaniac 2, and then she was in Suspiria Remake, which I like, hot take, and <laughs> and um, well, Cure for Wellness. Cure for Wellness, yeah. Road to Wellness. Didn't really care for that movie. It, visually, it looks good, but I, I didn't care about that. I do like Lars von Trier, so Nymphomaniac is good. But uh, And then we got rising star Jenna Ortega, who's like in the new Scream movie. She's in yeah. this and some a ton She's of other She's in the Babysitter crap. sequel, which yeah, you know how much I love the Babysitters. I haven't watched the sequel. And yeah. then Brittany Snow, who's not a stranger to really any movie. She's The last horror movie I saw with her in it, I actually really liked. It was called Would You Rather. Oh, yeah, Would You Rather. Yep. She, she was the star right. of that movie. So it's kind of interesting to see her in, in this one. But um, yeah, because she was in a show back in uh, the early 2000s. It was like this coming of age uh, 40s American family kind of show, and she's been in Pitch Perfect and stuff. So oh, I I've always no had her. I, I just see, I've, I've seen her face uh, like on the cover yeah. of a million movies. I feel like yeah, she. I've always she was in the Hairspray movie. Yep, she was. I've always pegged her as kind of like a. This was this was a surprising role for me. Is all I'm going to say. So yeah, then. You have the musician Kid Cudi, Scott fresh off Ms. the heels Cudi. of uh, what Bill and Ted's. What was the third one called? Face the music. Bill Face and Ted the face the music. That's right. I always forget he was in that. Yeah, this he. I had no not idea. As, not him. as not as nude in, in Bill and Ted. Yeah, he plays himself <laughs> in uh, Bill and Ted. 
And then he plays Jackson Hole <laughs> in this movie. <laughs> uh, Mark Cad named Jack Hole. <laughs> yes. Uh, Martin Henderson, he was a he's a New Zealand native and he plays Wayne. Dude, that dude was like that dude was like weird like Bobo Matthew McConaughey. Yeah. Like. He was. I really liked him. He he's yeah. like the comedic relief of this movie. For sure. I didn't realize when I was watching this it was filmed in New Zealand. That's yep. pretty cool. Um and then you have Owen Car- Campbell, who has been in things. I don't know. There's It goes on and on. I think those are the high profiles, though. Um, all of them do an excellent job. Well, Stephen Ur, or Yuri, I don't know how to pronounce his last name, the guy who plays Howard, he's been in a ton of things. Done a lot of extra work, but has starred in some things as like a kind of what he is in this, a curmudgeon. He was in like in all the Lord of the Rings movies. Yeah, he's a character actor for sure. He's in Deathgasm too, which is. Oh, and I love I love him in this movie. Yeah, that's um, good. So I'll give you a quick little plot rundown for this movie. It is about a group of six people who dan- we've kind of just went over most of them. Uh, they get together and they're going to make an amateur porn film. They're going out somewhere in like secluded Texas to rent like a extra boarding house on this guy's property, Howard and his wife's uh, his wife Pearl's property. And they don't know what's going on, that they're doing what they're doing. It was supposed to just be Wayne, but you know, whatever. So we got them shooting the porn film. And meanwhile, other things are kind of happening within the group, like, you know, you got RJ, the who's like directing it, who wrote it. The film, their porn film, is called "The Farmer's Daughter," and which is actually a real porn film from the seventies, right? Yeah. Yes, it is. And um, so he's doing that, and he dragged his girlfriend along, Jenna Ortega, who's doing sound. She had no idea she was going to be doing, in her words, a smut film, and it, like. Oh, let's you, also say this is. Did we say that this is set in nineteen seventy nine? No, that's kind of important. Set, yeah, like, okay, yeah, that's very important. Set in 1979, and it's, it's like, very 70s. The, the, yeah. This film is supposed to, you know, Wayne's promising like this is going to be the big break for everybody, especially Mia Goth, who he says has that X factor. She's the special one, and she's got to make it. And he runs like a strip club on the side, and that's where he's got this like cast of characters from. And it, it, they've shot porn films together before, but apparently none of them taken off. And this is the first time they got rj in on it and he's like fresh out of film school and knows how to do artsy angles and stuff so we got that going on and you know it's like everybody especially jenna ortega's character is like very intrigued she's not been around this kind of thing before and so we have that meanwhile we uh, have howard and his wife pearl kind of in the background of this film and we don't really know much about them and we slowly get introduced to them while the porn movie's being shot, and (laughs) there's a little more to Pearl than what we, you know, uh, what we see at first glance. And it's, I think it's awesome. I love, they go back and forth a lot, a lot of parallels between what's being shot in the porn film and what's actually happening, or the big thing Ty West wanted to focus on was youth versus old age. Yeah. And they are decrepitly old. Yes, they, they're... I know, well, to jump ahead, there is a prequel film, and it's set in 1918, and I believe they're supposed to be, like, in their 20s then. So they're, they're like, almost pushing 100 Jesus in this Christ, movie. Jesus Christ, they're the Highlanders. Yeah, well, uh, it's a 79, so... And yeah, if so, they're 80... 
they're yeah. they're pretty no if there's like 20 in 1918 dude they're like they're about almost 100 that's a big much that's much, that's much more age yeah i mean i'm just <laughs> let's just let's give them the they're in their 80s to 90s they're fucking old as hell they're at least 105 years old so, if they're not 200 so yeah. to jump uh, like right into it basically pearl you discover is a nymphomaniac and in her youth, she was a very, very beautiful dancer. A lot of men lusted after her, especially especially her husband Howard, who served in both World War One and Two and survived. And in her wor words, would do anything for her back then. And the her focus in the movie is that she not only is kind of lusting after Mia Goth and you know getting turned on by these kids fucking on her farm basically is <laughs> uh, she's she's missing her youth and her husband can't perform for her cuz he could die from a heart attack yeah that, like, that, my heart that, that goes on and on and on she keeps like trying to like you know she pulls exposes herself to him tries to touch him you know let, she's like can't you you know, love on me, basically. And he's like, do you know what the doctor said? My heart can't take it. There's and, uh, there's plenty, plenty, plenty of nudity in this film. Oh, they don't yeah, shy away from it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, it's there, there's fucking, there's nudity. There's a, a big shadow dick also. There's a big uh, corpse dick, too. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uncircumcised. and um, As it should be. Natural. <laughs> How dare you take the Lord's skin? <laughs> I'll try to jump back in. So they're there to shoot this porn film. And as they're shooting it, you know, they're dealing with kind of Pearl kind of slinking around, creeping on them, you know, spying. And at a certain moment in time, she takes Mia Goth's character aside and talks to her and, and tells her just a little bit about herself and Howard and about how he served in both wars. And she's like, you creepy, know, creepy lemonade conversation. Yeah, and she's like touches Mia Goth, makes her feel really weird and uncomfortable. Meanwhile, while they're shooting the porn film, Jenna Ortega gets pretty turned on by what she's seeing, and you know decides that she wants to be in the porn film, much to her boyfriend, the director's dismay. She she does the film, uh, does a scene with Jackson, and later on, you know, he's like crying about it and decides to bail on the party. And just leave them. He's like, fuck it. And when he does so, he encounters Pearl. And we see what Pearl's all about. She wants to fuck him. He won't do it. So she stabs him to death. And it is awesome. It's probably my favorite scene in the whole movie. It's just, you know, rails into his neck with a knife. It splatters all over the headlights of their van while uh, Don't Fear the Reaper is playing. So not realistic. It's fucking awesome, dude. I love it. It's great. It's, that was actually my favorite part, too. Yeah, it's a, I have to agree with Dustin. So uh, now I'm just basically going to jump around through the kill count because uh, that's what we are all here for, right? I mean, the story I'm is on. great. But so we got, Almost everybody dies. Yeah, we got... our. Yeah, oh, yeah, everybody dies. RJ, uh, he's down first, and then who, who do we have up next? We have Wayne. Wayne. Wayne, he, he goes out looking for RJ, because uh, Jenna Ortega wakes up and is freaking out. So he goes out looking for him, and he kind of has the most mediocre death. He's, like, looking through a peephole thing, and here comes Pearl, who stabs him through the eyes with a pitchfork. It gets Fulci eye stabbed. Yeah. It was awesome. I was like, ah! Oh, and the poor bastard stepped on a fucking nail right before That was that awful. Happened. I yelled at that because I saw it. I was like, I wonder if this is going to build up to be a thing, and then just bam, right onto it's, it. Um, it's funny because like, I was reading they – there's foreshadowing of everybody's death right, throughout yeah. the film. 
and now maybe we'll go through that at the end. But so he dies next. And um, meanwhile, Jenna Ortega, she goes up to the house and Howard locks her in the basement where she discovers the dead body of an unknown man. One of Pearl's previous victims. Which apparently he was on the milk carton that Jackson was yeah. drinking out of. And shit. Right. Yeah. And you see his little love bug uh, car in the swamp <laughs> behind their house or the lake or whatever. And um, Damn, I have like trivia for all that shit. <laughs> so... Yeah, she's locked away. Now, it, meanwhile, Pearl it like gets hops into bed with Mia Goth while she's sleeping and just like naked and caressing her while Mia Goth sleeps through it, which I don't know how she's asleep because she does so much cocaine throughout this movie. Yeah, um, there's a lot of cocaine, yes. Lot, tons and tons of cocaine. She's doing that. Then, um, then Howard shows up looking for Pearl. Jackson comes out and you see the silhouette of his elephant trunk. And you know what's just supposed to be. What is that? What that is, shit was great. I started laughing. Oh, it's I was penis? like, Dang, yeah. Dude. Oh, I didn't know what you meant. By yeah, like sure. it's like it's supposed to be. You know, like ridiculous. It looked like he had a cat hanging out of his pants. <laughs> I didn't. I did not see that. You it was fucking awesome. it's, all, it's all shadowed. It, yeah, it's just shadows. I honestly, I only knew it was going to be in there because I looked up, I had no idea IMD breaks the ratings down this hard, but it'll tell you every category, like nudity, and like it said, like, woman wipes come shot off a of back, and man. Oh, I didn't see that bar. Uh, I just, I saw it say severe, severe, severe. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, just look on IMDB if you want to get a spoil for you, I guess. But There's coming. Yeah, but um, they said it was like, male genitalia shown and like shadowed shown uh for comedic purposes <laughs> shadow, shadow penis for hilarity yeah um so anyways howard comes looking for pearl jackson comes out and uh he's an ex-military man himself he did two tours in vietnam and they go out hunting for pearl together uh, which it ultimately leads to his demise which i think he got off easier than most howard just shoots him um yeah and then finally mia goth freaks out over pearl um what's her name Brittany? oh bobby lynn bobby lynn Bobby, yeah she she gets up and she comes out there you know trying to like find everybody too she goes out to the lake and there is pearl nude and you know she Bobby oh, Lynn's yeah. trying to be sweet and take care. She's like, yeah, my my mother or grandma or something, she forgets where she is, too, sometimes. It's okay. She has those spells. And, you know, that's in, you know, Pearl's just, you know, fucking with her, basically, and shoves her in the water where she's eaten by a fucking alligator, which is awesome. And that is also alluded to at the beginning because she poses with a bayou alligator painting outside of somewhere. Like Daniel said, almost all the deaths are foreshadowed at some point. Yeah, there's a movie. there's a there's a picture on the strip club of a girl, a blonde girl, and she's underneath that blonde girl, and then there's an alligator coming up to the blonde lady on the picture. Yeah, and um, like earlier, also in the movie, the alligator almost got Mia Goth too when she went skinny dipping by herself. That was really cool. That was a really rad scene. I know. I was, I was like, like, like there are gators in Texas. No, like what? No, Pearl straight is straight up Lake Placid's Bobby Lynn. She feeds yeah, into that ex- fucking exactly. thing. Yeah. Um, so that's that death. Where are we at now? I'm trying to remember. Well, now you're going to... Now we got Mia Goth. No, well, 
Well, Jenna then Ortega. Gets, yeah, she gets trapped in well, the, Jenna Ortega, uh, the basement. With the- yeah, she's trapped in there, and she tries to get out, and Howard beats some of her fingers off, right? Fingers broken yeah. with this shotgun. That was awesome. Yeah, and... So that's still going on. Mia Goth is hiding, and she's underneath the bed where Pearl and Howard finally fuck. Oh, boy, that's, fuck me, that Howard. scene. <laughs> fuck me, Howard. Fuck me. That scene went on for a minute. Oh, I wish it, Pearl, my like heart. There was like one thing I was like, maybe this should just go longer and more lighting. I just wanted to see him just go fucking bananas or just cut it all together. It was disgusting. Yeah, old people sex is loud. Yeah, the only person really besides a man that uh Pearl's into is she really wanted to get with Mia Goth. So that's the one she's mainly after. She says it like after Bobby Lynn gets eaten, Howard walks up and is like, Is that her? And he, and she's like, You know I don't like blondes. Yeah. She um, also says there's really something special about Maxine Minks. Well, that's what they I mean, that's what Wayne tells her the whole time. She does have uh like freckles just around one eye. That's like the only freckles that are on her face. Uh, Mia Goth is able to escape uh, while they're fucking and she runs back to the house. She's looking for the keys to the truck to get the hell out of there. She discovers Jenna Ortega locked in the basement. She frees her and Jenna Ortega is lashing out at her. It's like, fuck you. This never would have happened. I should never have listened to you. I shouldn't have fucked Jackson. I gotta get the hell out of here. And as soon as she runs out of the house, bam! Howard's right there, shoots her with the double uh, barrel shotgun. Blows her face off. Yeah, blows her face off. You see it when she comes. They drag her inside. They don't realize Mia Goth is in there hiding. And uh, Howard even says, like, oh, what about the other one? And um, Pearl says, it doesn't matter now. We have each other again. Like, Howard finally fucked her. He could have prevented this if he just had sex with her. Um, Lack of sex makes people do crazy shit. And this is kind of anticlimactic. It's funny, but I hate it because I really did like Howard in this movie. Like, they drag Jenna Ortega's body in, and she kind of has a last death rattle, and that causes him to have a heart attack, and he dies. (laughs) Yeah, just falls against the wall. Very anticlimactic. And Mia Goth comes out with a gun. Turns out it's not loaded. Gets the keys. Right at the same time, Pearl grabs the double barrel to blast at her one more time. But she misses, but it blows her old ass <laughs> out of the fucking house and into the yard. It kicks her that so hard. So far. That it was, was awesome. I loved it. And, of course, she's like, my hip. And calling uh, her a whore and stuff. And, you know, she's like, you're just going to end up, you know, just like me. And Mia Goth runs over her head, squishing it into nothing twice. She backs over and then leaves and just takes off doing her rail of cocaine. And also, I forgot to mention, throughout the film, they uh, show on TV like this preacher giving a sermon. And uh, you come to find out at the end, it is Maxine, Mia Goth's father. She had ran away at a young age because the devil had his hands on her and took her away. So that's kind of a cool wraparound. And then the last thing I'll say about this, I don't I don't think it was in, it wasn't in the version we had, but there is a bonus scene after the credits where it is for the next film, a prequel called Pearl. And it's just about Pearl. It's set in 1918, or Pearl and Howard, and about basically how she was when she was younger. She was still doing this shit, fucking and killing. See, that's what I want to see because I was bummed out that they didn't really explain what her deal was, why she was doing anything like, it's like, here it is. Boom. Okay. Bye. And you're like, uh, 
Okay. Like I want to see, like, I thought that she was gonna be like, well, she was like a serial killer back in the twenties and Howard has to hide her because she's been wanted or she just keeps killing and she's a maniac or whatever. And he has to go out and get people to bring in to kill or just something. Like well, that. in the, the little teaser trailer you get of Pearl, it looks like, um, some like, I don't know, criminals or something or hide out at the house and she's like well howard's like away at war and she ends up fucking him and he shows back up i think it's also not only is she like a very sexual being and murderous individual she likes to make howard jealous and i think we'll see some of that in pearl um so it was there wasn't even intended to do another movie but while they were shooting this film in New Zealand, Ty West went ahead and wrote Pearl and asked after it was shooting after it was done shooting for X, he asked uh, Mia Goth if she would stick around and shoot Pearl because Mia Goth plays both Maxine and Pearl, which is really really cool. Oh, okay, yeah, I knew that. I was like, there's somebody young under there the whole time. I was like, that's cool. Which. I think is a direct... I wonder if she had anything to do with that because of Tilda Swinton and Suspiria doing the same thing. It's very... Tilda Swinton played three parts in Suspiria. Right, but you're still still. playing multiple parts and disguising it because it's not known. No, and I love it too. You you really can't see any of... Well, Old Pearl. uh, I mean, Mia Goth in Old Pearl. She's that aged looking but if you look close at the picture it's totally mia goth and they don't even try to hide it in that uh bonus scene where you see the teaser for pearl i hope that's not a joke i hope that movie's already been shot it looks like it 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 has i've already read about it they said that it most of it was is already shot and it's editing right now okay great i can't wait it looks fucking insane it reminds me of when people really were starting to do grindhouse movies again like uh hobo with a shotgun it looks mm-hmm. like off the off the uh like just crazy yeah he said he's he shot it to look like a technicolor mary poppins movie it looks awesome you guys i don't know if it's leaked on youtube but you guys gotta i've looked for it i couldn't find it well here's another a little fun tidbit right here um the name of the gas station mini mart at the beginning of the movie where they stop to pick up cigarettes and some other goodies, uh, the name of the place is called Yankee Peddler Inn, which was a direct reference to a previous Ty West movie called The Innkeepers. Ah! So that's that. kind of cool. Also, did you notice on the side of their van that they're driving around in, it said plowing service? Yeah, plowing yeah. service. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I noticed that immediately. Just like the amount of like how the movie starts and how it starts to go, even how the house looked, even on the interior of the house. I know this has probably been regurgitated a million times. It looks like the beginning of Texas Chainsaw Massacre. It does. Yeah. Even the inside, even the exterior of the house, when you walk in, it looks like the fucking the, the Sawyer house. And they even they're in a van. They stop at a gas station to go inside. The gas station. I started having like a weird flashback. It's like, am I watching Texas Chainsaw Massacre? Really, it's really weird. Not that that's a bad thing at all. That's a good thing. It was just really, really strange to have those sequence of scenes kind of just go and go and go. And then, like, of course, sex happens. And you're like, oh, yeah, that wasn't. Yeah, that wasn't, that wasn't a part of it. I mean, maybe certain versions, but not the one that I own. Place the human eating with sex. Yeah, I mean, those things go hand in hand. I, I don't know. I just, 
Honestly, when I first saw the trailer for it, I was excited about Ty West doing another movie, but I didn't think it looked good. I wasn't really interested, and then I kind of got like a couple little spoilers ahead of time, and I was like, oh shit, this is actually going to be good, and went and saw it, and absolutely love it. Yeah, like the first time I saw the trailer, like it looked, I was like, this looks like Texas Chainsaw Massacre, and that's that's fine. I'm not mad about that. Like, that's a good thing. And like, if it's done, if it's like throwbacks or like love letters to it, that's also even better. Um, but with just a situation where, cause usually it's like kids go to a summer camp or they're just going for spring break or something like that. It's like, no, nah, these people are going to go. Or they break down at, and they yeah, have like, to be here. Yeah. It's like, Oh, I don't, my tires are blown out. Like, well, I'll give you a ride. And then it turns into the tourist trap. But like, this is like, they're going to film like, pornography like oh that's way more of a situation where they're going to be just out in the open where danger could happen not just like they're stoned and they're at a summer camp like things could just go awry while they're actually there that's why they're there is for fucking there's a lot of predictability in this movie though like yeah some of that foreshadowing is not underlying at all like you know that he's going to step on that nail. You know that an alligator's going to eat somebody. And Honestly, by the time it happened in the movie, I'd forgotten about it. So, uh, I, I don't know. I kept thinking I the was, whole time. I was like, glad it happened. but Yeah. I mean, I, I love the, the interjection of an alligator in any kind of situation. Like, but I was like, <laughs> alligator in Texas? I was like, there's no alligators in Texas, none that I know of. And she's probably put that there, uh, or like, a la like Lake Placid or the Toby Hooper movie Eaten Alive where he had an alligator that he fed people to. So I was like, that'd be cool. Like that's the whole thing. Like just throw somebody in the river or the, the pond to you know, feed your victim, you know, feed your victims to the alligator. Well, they mentioned that's- they were coming from Houston. They were like, why couldn't we do it in Houston? Which it's, I guess. Oh, he was talking about the taxes, <clears throat> right? Oh, she was like, why couldn't we shoot at the city? Why do we have to go all the way out here? And Houston is kind of near um, Louisiana, so there might be alligators on that side if they went east. I mean, it could. Listeners in Texas, let us know if there's if there's alligators near you. If you're in danger. This is Howard, and I got to say, there is a couple. <laughs> now fuck me. Uh, Howard, you're dead. This is Howard's ghost. I have an erection forever. Help me. It won't stop. Pearl. Put slits in my dick. It's too bad I'm I'm in heaven and Pearl's in hell. <laughs> She's a murderer. I didn't. Well, I killed that one guy. Oh, shit. He, he because killed... he was traipsing around enticing my wife. I know what traipses do. I know what to do with traipses. I, I do love a lot of the lines in this movie. And that, that is definitely one of them. Traipsing around here with no clothes on, enticing my wife. Bunch of hoodlums. I'm gonna start saying that to like the workmen that come around here. <laughs> oh, I, I like it's like right off the bat, he just hates Wayne. He even tells it's like go it, the Wayne hands him like a couple hundred bucks instead of the thirty he told him he would give him, and he's like, I don't think I like you, Wayne. And they all just kind of laugh, you know, like kind of stare around, and they're like. All right, well, let's get to work. That whole situation escalated quick as soon as they got there on the front porch and he pulled the gun on him. And I like her reaction is something's wrong. You're like, yeah, it's there's a gun it, it involved. Like, you should get out or help. Like, something should happen. She's just, like, staring at it like, uh, 
There's danger afoot. Oh, that's where they kind of foreshadow that her gun has no bullets because the guy, Howard's like, yeah, it's not loaded anyway. And he, yeah, most of the time like, you just have to wave it around. Either. Yeah. Yeah. You're not from so, the state. Is that what he says? Or from the city? So the county. The county. You with the revenue, son? Oh, that's yeah. The thing. Like, I was like, how many people, <laughs> uh, can you just shoot a tax man? Is that the thing? <laughs> so, like, if someone ever comes around asking, for taxes that it's okay to just do this. I mean, he kept saying that uh it's legal if you're at my house. That's what the law says. You're on my property. I mean, that's the thing. I always heard that when I was a kid. It's like you shoot somebody, you drag them in your house. You're like, "Okay. <laughs> Let me just do that." Well, that's another uh <laughs> that's another way to know that you grew up in Kernersville, well, Andy. You know Exactly. If they called the cops, if he did, the the movie didn't happen. He shot Wayne right there. The cops would totally be on the old people's side because they got drugs and shit in the car. They have the intention to shoot a porn film, which I'm sure the cops wouldn't, li- you know, would look down upon too. You think this will be a trilogy because Maxine gets away and they have all that footage of the porno? Um, I hope it's a prequel and then a sequel happens to X. But it, I, or so whenever I went into it, I knew about Pearl already, except I didn't know it was going to be a prequel. I thought it was going to be a sequel. And, you know, of course, Pearl is fucking dead, dead, dead. She is not coming back unless they decide to turn this into a supernatural movie. Like, mm-hmm. so I'm, I know uh, Ty West would like to turn this into a, what's it called? A franchise of, of, horror films based around this and the only way i could see it happening is to do the pearl pre- a prequel and then to do a sequel and make it about maxine and she's like fucked up after that or you know it's totally you know stands to reason that pearl and howard could have had a kid and they come home and they're like you kill you know and it starts a whole other thing i yeah, mean I if they wanted to, to do that I want to see the sequel where like the cops take the porn and they just fucking splice it together and they just put it out and they make money off of it. Yeah, yeah, it comes like Moneyball or uh, yeah, and they're like, <laughs> like like fuck this when we just don't tell anybody like we we shot this and they just fucking make a mint off of this found footage porno. And then I was thinking like, what if this is there's this reincarnation of Pearl every so often and then Mia Goth kind of like just relives exactly what Pearl's life was like, but in a future time, and there's, like, this weird time thing. Oh, they could do, like, a Rob Zombie Halloween where she's like, I'm Pearl now. I'm on a white horse. It's fine. Or they could do, like, they could do, like, the sequels could be, like, double X, and then the sequel would be triple X, and then you could bring in Vin Diesel in the triple X one. (laughs) Or Ice Cube. I don't want to talk about potential sequels anymore. You ruined it. (laughs) <laughs> Vin Diesel is a fucking national treasure. As long as Romstein is in, uh, <laughs> in the Triple X movie. Oh God! And then what? Uh, the four, then the fourth one, we got to get Ice Cube and Sam Jackson. And they have to fight to the death over who made the better porn film. Yeah, I, I think this is one of Ty West's best films. Yeah, I mean. I know he's not a fan of this movie and he doesn't like to be credited with it, but I did like Cabin Fever too. I thought that movie was awesome for in the in a it's a very bad movie, but the gore and splatter in it is fucking cool. Um, but I also I really liked House of the Devil and I love the Sacrament. Mm-hmm. I, th- I love the shit out of that movie. I like the Sacrament a lot. 
My favorite of his, I don't think it's his best, but is House of the Devil. No, I, I do think X is the best currently. Like, it's. I think I like Sacrament better, but uh, I don't know. That was a really. That whole Jim Jones thing is just fascinating. I love it. Me. Like, it's the exact telling of Jonestown. Like, it, that's exactly every single thing that happened. <laughs> and I love how it's like runs parallel with everything like different names but like same scenarios exact same scenarios i mean besides the congressman yeah but yeah like i think that i like ty west movies a lot i love house of the devil um i love the sacrament i love dhs um this one was fine it's not my favorite it was okay i was expecting it's a very slow burn and it, it looks great i think the story's fine but it is very kind of somewhat predictable. The gore is amazing. Um, I thought there was going to be like more of like a explanation of why she is what she is, like why she's doing this. I thought there was going to be like a supernatural angle to it. Like she was some sort of a, uh, like a, a bathory type situation where she has to feed off of the innocence of something like he's doing this for a reason, but it's like, well, she's, she's just stabs people. And you're like, well, why? Like, I don't know. Cause she's, she's horny like, motherfucker. That's why. Well, they don't really like give any kind of story of why she's doing know. that. You're Does, horny, like, I, like it's fine. A garbage man can be horny and go kill somebody, but it's like <laughs> I need like I just I need like a expunge. I need like a expanded like why is she? Who is she? Oh Where did God. she come from? You guys like watching movies about incestual uh, Nazi elves and <laughs> and that, that's true. There's no they explain the shit out of that. Actually, I, I don't think so at all. <laughs> a little bit too much. But I'm not saying I'm not saying it's a bad movie. I like it. Um, I like his other movies a lot better, like House of the Devil. Like I love House of the Devil. Um, it's just this. I felt I thought it was going to be a lot more, and it wasn't. That's not to say that it's not good, but it's just not what I was super into. It's not my favorite out of his directing uh, uh, portfolio. I'll say that um, I like it a lot. Like I said, I think it's one of his best. But I will say that I was a little disappointed with it where she was just killing people because she was horny. Now, I don't know. I need to bathe in this whole plot a little bit longer. It kind of made me feel like malevolent, though. Like, I don't know. It felt weird to me that that was the whole reasoning. So it's going to be really cool to see. Well, I, I think she's angry and she's bitter that she's old. And she thinks nobody wants her anymore. And so, like, when she killed RJ, she was trying to fuck him. And he's like, basically, no, I don't want this. And, you know, that's... Uh, she you know, she killed him. rapist. Yeah. It's true. She's a touchist. A touch- she is. She's, a, she's a sexual predator. She's a big Uncle Touchy Pants. <laughs> but, yeah, that's the thing. Like, I, I, I mean, I was kind of let down, too. But I, I thought it was going to be more of an ex, like something something else. Like I mean, because she's you know people don't. I mean, like you feel unwanted and you feel unloved. I mean, that's something that everybody feels. And so that's not something that's like wow, that's that's crazy. It's just kind of like oh, she just she's old, and she doesn't think anybody wants her. Well, like, I think okay. we'll see a lot more in Pearl. So you should be happy that you get that later. And I mean, I I think it's just set up to be like she was very desirable in her youth to where she's like still wants that attention and wants to be wanted 
all the time and she's lost it. So whenever people do end up there, she's got to like, Hey, aren't you interested in me? And like, I don't know. I, I, I think it's fucking cool. I liked that uh, being the twist of the movie. I liked it. I think, uh, one part, um, that in a, in a lot of movies that it's hard for me to like, you can never dress an actor or actress up as an old person and me ever feel like they're really old. Does that? I don't know how you guys feel, but well, you can because it doesn't look real because you can tell like everyone's wearing like a life cast, like a uh, just rubber, and you can see like the top lips not moving with the regular lips, so you can see like it's like a Winona Ryder's fucking old people makeup in like Hook, like it looked like you're like that looks like you just glued a bunch of oatmeal macrame to your hair. Yeah, right. I'm old. Like okay, you're still like 34. I still Wait, think- are you talking about Edward Scissorhands? Oh yeah, Edward Scissorhands. Wait. You called it Hook. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Never mind. Yeah, whatever. Hook also. (laughs) I will say that this is probably the best version of old people makeup I've ever seen. It looks so good. It looked really, really good. And then, like, you got naked. You could see the old boobs. And you could see the skin. And just her hair. And, like, even when she was kind of, like, creeping around outside. And even in the windows. And, like, she was putting makeup on. Like, that shit looked, like, genuinely creepy. Because she would just be like, bam, there. Like, I'm creeping. And she would like be kind of like beckoning you with her hands, like "Come inside, have sexy lemonade." And then she would just kind of just meander on with like her white, you know, crypt keeper hair, and then she would just go away. That was really cool. Like I like that a lot. Yeah, she uh, she looked very demonic in that scene. Y'all's favorite scene with the the tr- uh, van lights and stuff. Her it almost looks like her face completely transforms. And I'll also say she does not look like Mia Goth at all. No, like, not at all. I didn't even put that together. That was her. I was even looking for who that was. Yeah, it, it it's kind of hidden. People don't talk about it. So spoiler, 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 spoiler. Yeah, spoiler, spoiler. Yeah, but like to to say what Dustin was saying that the favorite scene, she was stabbing that dude. She was fucking that dude's neck meat up. Like she cut she, off his head with like a knife that was rad. I, it's like stab, 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 stab. It I, made uh, me love that song again. It, like I thought it was just a perfect song for that. And I, there's also another part, and I can't stand this in movies, so it'll be the one thing I should talk about this movie. Because I can't stand it whenever they have a part in a movie where they make someone play a song and they clearly aren't playing the instrument. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so they have Kid Cudi playing Landslide on guitar um, with Bobby Lynn singing it. And it's just like clear that he's definitely not playing it. I, I I wish they wouldn't even show his hands on the guitar. But I did really like that scene because it goes back and forth between like I guess the the main characters st- taking a look at each other and it kind of showing their youthfulness, and then passing back to Pearl changing out of her clothes and it's doing like close ups on her like back and stuff like that. Like yeah, that back shot was really good. I was gonna say, can we talk about like how? In certain scenes, when they were kind of transitioning to another scene, it would kind of clip back to the scene that it was coming from or that it was going to, and then clip backing again and then dedicating to that scene. It's like when it, at the beginning, this was a rad part, like with the with the cow getting hit on the highway. Mm-hmm. And that was awesome, with like the meat hanging off of the light bulbs, and then they drive over, and it's just this grimy guts and gore of cow shit. But they're they're watching like the 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 the, the pastor on TV and then they kind of cut to like the cows and then back to him and back to the cows, back to him and to the cows. That was rad. I liked that a lot. I did that with the alligator too, that when Mia Goth was getting chased by it or she was yeah. in the water or something like they would, they do those cuts randomly. Like it never, it doesn't feel like there's any kind of rhyme or reason to it. 
Yeah, I thought my copy was fucked up, but they kept doing. It. I was like, I, I like this, dude. Like, it was awesome. Yeah, that was very cool. And I, I've got to say, man, that camera operator fucking sucked. That director, every shot, there was no boobies, there was no dicks in it. It was just the heads, the, what the faces, <laughs> RJ. Yeah. Oh my like, god. Faces, said he, like he said, I'm trying to make it more avant-garde. It's fancier, like they do in France. Yeah. <laughs> he must be the child of uh, uh, that lady from Better Off Dead, Ricky's brother. <laughs> what, how to pick French. up French. Had to pick up some of the, had to pick up slutty women or whatever. Yeah, um, I will say that the part of this movie that disturbed me the most, and I wish it would have taken a different turn, is the part where AJ and his girlfriend are having the it's argument RJ. about RJ. RJ and his girlfriend are having the argument about her being in the porno, and he's like, doesn't want her to do it, and she's. It seems very vindictive that she's doing it in the first place. Not like, I mean, I guess she's kind of torn because she thinks it's intriguing and wants to see a big dick in her. Doesn't she say that or something? She wants to see a big black cat. <laughs> she wants to see a big black no, cat. She's, she said, that's what we're here for, right? Give the people what they want. They want to see tits and ass and a big dick. So, but she goes and does it, and he has to film the whole thing, which... That was gnarly. <laughs> fuck you, man. I would have not been able to do that. I would have yeah. fucking killed somebody. And you yeah. shows him later in the shower. All that shit gave me anxiety, which I like that about films when it can like emotionally hit me. That Midsommar, the first of Midsommar did the same thing. It made me feel very uncomfortable. But, yeah, that was my favorite and least favorite part. You know what I mean? Like It was so realistic. And he... Oh my god! Emotionally wrenching. It was crazy. Yeah, I feel like she had like the biggest turn in the movie too, because like the beginning, she's like this. They kept calling her like church mouse, because she's just real tiny girl. She doesn't ever talk. They were even talking about like she never talks, and she's just a boom mic operator. And all of a sudden, she's like, "Bam! I want to be fucking Kid Cudi," and that's what's gonna happen. You're like, what the fuck? Yeah. Like that just came out of nowhere. And then she's like, "I'm gonna do it. Fuck you!" And then she's like, "Well, here, here comes sex." You're like, "Holy shit!" And she totally regrets it later. She's like, I don't oh, want yeah. him to leave. Yeah. But I think it would have been really cool if RJ would have been the killer. And he was just like, fuck everybody. And then just started fucking hacking everybody up and shit. But and Slaughtering people up and also filming at the same time. Yeah, uh, that would have been more cool. predictable than I think. It's like, when do you see yeah, of course it's predictable. fucking killers like this? I, I don't know. I really enjoy Deborah it. Logan. Deborah Logan. That's true. Oh, because she was possessed? Yeah, she's an old lady, though. I don't... Yeah. That's not the same wheelhouse. It's, she went in the cave and was eating that She was child not using her, her, her own thoughts to kill people. Like, you know what I mean? A demon was pushing her to do that shit. I don't know, man. I, I think there might have been a demon involved. How, how fucking many hundred-year-old ladies like that can, like fucking shove a uh, pitchfork through a barn door into somebody's head. <laughs> well, if you're right like, there, no shit. anybody could fucking do that. What? If you're right there, anybody could do, Emma could do that to us. Shove it through the wood? Dude, there was holes already there from where a pitchfork had already been there. Oh, I just saw. Uh, there there was, was like little knot eye holes. That, no, if I'm pretty sure that's where it had been stabbed previously at a certain point, like on accident or something, shoveling hay. And he was looking through it because there are perfect three perfect holes there already. Because I know this because Kay pointed out when we watched it in theater. She's like, 
what is he do- why is that there and i'm just like assuming it's because because i mean i grew up around on on a bar- like working around a barn and stuff you know you use a pitchfork you accidentally slam it into shit it cuts a hole in it so i think that's a, that was already there and so he's peeking out because he goes to at least two different holes and then she's waiting there to line it up to shove it right through yes i would agree she's not strong enough to show it shove it straight through unbroken wood but it was already the holes were already there I couldn't tell what the fuck was going on. I just saw a piece of metal go into his eyeball. I might have not been paying attention, but it was cool. It was before boop right into his eyeballs. I was like, "Yeah, that's cool." This is not about eye horror. Eye horror and alligator terror in movies these days, and neck neck meat stabbing. Well, if you guys get to see that pearl teaser, I think you'll be everything you don't like about this movie. You'll like and pearl. It better be, god damn it. I mean, there's not a lot I really dislike, but yeah. Yeah, no, it was good. It was fine. It was wonderful. I um I give it three cat dicks out of five. No, four cat dicks out of five. Shadowy cat dicks? Yeah. Well <laughs> I gotta go back and watch this cat dick thing. I don't did it really look it's like It's when a cat? he's it's it's when he's in the doorway. He comes in the doorway because that's when Harold Howard 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 he goes to the door uh, to ask him uh, if he's seen his wife, and he's just in the hall in the doorway with the big old big old fucking dude. It's just shadow him. over Bang. it. It's awesome. This is like, hey, look at that big old ding dong. <laughs> There's no form. It's just a just just it looked like the, the side of a book bag or something. It was awesome. Your, yeah, your description like, of things is insane to me. Sometimes it's gonna keep getting bigger and bigger. It's gonna be like a, a, a washing machine. It's sort of, yeah. sort of <laughs> a like backpack. That. Yeah, it looks just like a JanSport backpack. Remember those old JanSports with the leather thing on it? Yeah, I would give it like a two point five um, out of five. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. Hater. Bow, bow, bow. I'm not hating at all. I had nothing but positive things to say about it. Or you wanted me to do the taglines? There's two. Ooh, yeah. Let's do some tag. Welcome to the tagline hour. Tag, 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 Here tag, comes. tag. This line. Is the thing you've been waiting for the whole podcast. And one of them they say in the movie it's one goddamn fucked up horror picture. Oh, yeah. I remember that. And then the other one is dying to show you a good time. Dun, 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 dun. Yeah, because that's what the uh, police officer says at the end. Yeah, it's like the last scene. Yeah, they they find the camera and they're like, "What do you think's on here?" And he's like, "If I had to, by taking a look around here, if I had one guess, it'd be one goddamn fucked up horror picture." And then it cuts to the classic X rating symbol. Yeah, I think, uh, and he also that fucking stupid ass cop was like. Hey, hey, boss, what do you think happened around here? He's like, how the fuck am I supposed to know? <laughs> it's like murder, dude. Don't you see Th- yeah. this? I don't know. It's Is murderous it, sex fiends on a badass trip or something. It's like we're in a 70s movie right now. Oh, my God. Where am I? I need to call my mother. Even, what? even they call out. Is I mean, I don't. are they calling out the fact that it's a predictable like slasher film? I don't know. Who does? The cops? Yeah. I don't think so. They just kind of because they just go downstairs and they're just kind of like. Well, they say that to figure everything this is else a out. fucked up horror movie. 
Yeah, I think that was just like I think I was like I think that was a wink and a nod at the audience. Oh, there was another bit of trivia that I read that so they did that milk carton thing, and it's 1979, and the milk carton thing didn't even start until 1984. You dumbass, Ty West, get your shit together, <laughs> get your shit together, man. I can't believe you took me out of this. <laughs> so Unrealistic. Unrealistic. It's the milk carton that does it for me. (laughs) (laughs) So, Andy, uh, tell us a little bit about the special effects in this film. Well, there's a couple of people. There's a lot of people. Well, not a whole lot, but there's there's enough people on here um, that that did special effects. And special effects are, like, super good. Uh, But one of the people that's on here is Kevin Wasner. He is mainly known for being um, a mainstay on The Walking Dead from 2010 to 2021. Uh, There's a lot of experience with flesh. Yeah, like that whole the whole body suits, like Greg Nicotero situation, and he did like stuff in like the Grindhouse movies, Planet Terror, Death Proof, uh, Passion of the Christ, Fight Club, Uh, Mirrors too. (laughs) You've ever (laughs) seen Mirrors too, which I haven't. Uh, There's there's also really good body horror in those films you mentioned. So yeah, a lot of good body horror, like a lot of ripping, tearing, lots of bloods come, lots of blood coming out of places that you wouldn't think the blood would come out of. But yeah, so. Bam. Good good for him. That's awesome. Fuck yeah. Hells yeah. Go practical effects. Practical. Dustin, you got anything? You should watch The Sadness. I want to see that um, a lot. It's I didn't pick it was a it was a big toss up for me between doing this one and The Sadness cuz I definitely wanted to do something new and you know seeing The Sadness over a month before it's released on Shutter and like a couple weeks before it's out on uh video or DVD, whatever. Um, I really liked it. There's not a lot of substance there. It's, you know, just a gore galore. I hope there's a director's cut that shows some of the more uh, obscene stuff in it. But overall, like, I honestly kind of felt disappointed. But the end, I don't know why, is really, really cool to me. And I won't give it away, but it's, you know, if you know me what my favorite kind of horror movie ending is way too, way too big dicks on screen. (laughs) No, it's cool. Um, and apparently like the people that produced this movie, they've got all their funding from their cam girl service. Yeah. That's money. Money making. Yeah. I don't know. Check out the sadness. I am halfway through Titan. Do you like it? It is not what I thought it would be. It is fucking crazy. I still haven't seen it. Yeah, dude, Andy, Titan is insane. It's it's been in my fucking watch list for like a month. I just I never watch Hulu, and I always forget it's there. Even though because Hulu does have like a lot of good, like a, a decent horror selection, one of the best out of all the fucking um the, the streaming services. I've been right watching now, more Hulu than anything lately. Yeah, they, like they have a lot of shit. I'm like, wow, this is actually pretty fucking good. Uh, Shutter's been doing a good job updating, uh, yeah, on a weekly basis. Even if it's something, some you know, mm-hmm. it's like one week. It's something I don't care about, and then the next week it's like a bunch of classics I would like to watch again. Yeah, they, yeah, they put all the puppet masters on there. Um, they did the a ton, Earth. a ton of French horror movies, and uh, Mart- yeah. they did Martyrs, High Tension, Frontiers, Inside. Mm-hmm. I love all those. Movies. They got Flesh of Frankenstein, which I watched the other night. And mm-hmm. did you like a, it? Yeah, it was good. <laughs> That's, the Warhol yeah, one is that dude? Were yeah. you gonna say no? There was a big no, that pause. that movie is what it is. Like oh no yeah it's it's a definite that's, it's, that's where it's something for your eyes Udo Kier is not quite a great actor at that point but it's uh, that's, good 
where uh, Nazem gets their one of their only samples from. It's like, you have to give him the one perfect Nazem. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, was cool. Oh yeah, and he, uh, Udo Kier has another great line in that movie where he's like, "You have to find life and love, and then you fuck it in the kidney." Or in the liver or something. I can't remember what he says. Or in the spleen. I want, I want that cross-stitched on a thing and put it on my wall. <laughs> Dude, you could sell those at the next con for like $100. I'm sure. I don't see why not. All right. Thanks, everybody, for listening. I uh, want to remind you that we do have T-shirts for sale. Del- Buy six of them. Yeah. A piece. And maybe we'll do a giveaway at some point. And I'd also like to say, you know... If you have a recommendation or thoughts about a film, hit us up on any of our social media uh, platforms. Get to, yeah, get us at know. us because we will talk about it in the podcast. I would love to do that. We'll say your name yeah, we'll, on air. Yeah, we'll say your name. We'll say a tagline. We'll say your phone number and your address if you give it to us. Somebody on Twitter sent us a uh, duck penis after we did Hated Howard that. the Duck. Hate that. Really? Picture. Yeah. It's a nightmare. <laughs> did somebody awful. really? Yeah. Who did that? It was Matt Lynch, but oh, yeah. okay. <laughs> he's not wrong. Those things are murderous weapons. Yeah, yeah. Just would like, yeah. C- come reach out to us. You know, at a certain point, we'll try to do a t-shirt giveaway. Go to our Instagram, uh, House of Rodan. That's where you can find our shirts. Listen to us everywhere. You can find podcasts. Hold on, I want to hit you with one fucking quote from the damn movie that I love. Dustin, hit us. Go. Oh, ah. Ah, hit me. Just sing landslide for us, please. <laughs> I don't know all the words for that. Something, it's a landslide. I'm caught well, in a landslide. That's that parallel, uh, that parallel is like children getting older. Yeah. Um, I'm getting older <laughs> too. Fuck me, Howard. <laughs> oh, fuck me, Howard. <laughs> oh, you know I can't burn my heart. Oh, my heart. What if my heart can't take it? It can. Fuck me. (laughs) (laughs) Fuck my wiggle skin, my wiggled hot dog skin. Okay, we're done. (laughs) 